Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Hutton Orbital News. Today is the 23rd of February, 3303, and this professional broadcast is brought to you tonight by me, Commander Wotherspoon. And in case you're wondering, I'm reading the Hutton News so Dick Chafing doesn't have to. Joining me in the studio tonight, we have... Rudolf Hucker. And now, time for the news. Hutton busts the bust, beats the retreat, and shrugs off a defeat. Hollow Me Systems launch delayed by a plague. Commander Noctor Vegas has pioneering surgery. Solar Storm Doris causes havoc at Hutton. Renowned DJ and a musical genius caught in terrifying blast. For those who haven't been paying attention this week, Hutton has hit turbulent times. With two of the four horsemen of the BGS apocalypse sent packing, the EDF pacified, at least for now, and Cecil confined to quarters, we were hoping for a slightly more peaceful week. After last week's exciting news that Gal Midden was riding to the rescue of the looming retreat in Lumen, we're delighted to say that he managed to single-handedly convince at least four of the population there that Alvin was an excellent leader to have around. So they appear to be letting us stay. We may have lost the war and ended up with absolutely no influence yet again, but the Luminites just can't say no to a little bit of the Midden. Then, in the rest of our systems, the third horseman snuck up on us unawares and brought a drinking buddy. The bust arrived in Hutton space and commanders were scrambled to bring as much wealth into our systems as possible. With Commander Nocta Vegas out of action, it was left to the spy team and Commander Alien to dish out the instructions which were duly misread by Commander Kinrain, who decided that the only way to bust the bust was to blow off the dust and thrust towards Hutton. In his hold, he was carrying that most profitable of cargoes, food cartridges. And after two nights of people wondering what he was up to, it dawned on him that Hutton Space didn't mean the area around the orbital, and bring high-demand goods meant expensive stuff to trade. He was last seen leaving Alpha Centauri, munching on dehydrated Donner kebab sticks and muttering to himself. It turns out that the bust was a tiny one. He didn't... it didn't actually need our support, and so it left. Devastating news for anyone who rather fancied looking at holograms of themselves this week, or with a passion for dolphins, or indeed being able to play with people. The much-heralded Hollow Me system rollout has hit a nasty snag, and as a result of primary tests making every single commander in the galaxy resemble the galactic intern at various stages of his life, it has been postponed. Despite protestations from the galactic intern fan assembly, affectionately known as Giffa, and the bearded intern fan authority, Biffa, 
that looking at both bearded and unbearded galactic interns all day was exactly what they wanted, the Pilots' Federation has stalled initial trials of the new systems, pending an inquiry about this plague of good-haired, fearsome bearded and well-polished interns. Of course, it could just be that that kind of season in the uh, political calendar has arrived when every second person you bump into at the bar is an intern. The long-awaited dolphin craft, smaller than its cousins, the beluga and the orca, has been recalled for a refit. The designer having a hissy fit that it looked less like a dolphin and more like a well-polished turdfish, which we understand is beige and can be found floating in water worlds across the Milky Way. It is in no way related to any biowaste dumping activities by unscrupulous Sothis and Seos smugglers. After a spate of arguments about exactly whose hologram gets what chair on the bridge of the test vessel, ending up in a morphing of two hollow thems into one holy hell of hollow horror, all plans for allowing commanders at Colonia to occupy that empty seat next to you have been postponed, pending precise pinpointing of the problem that sends signals slightly sideways and makes your cockpit look like something out of a Jeff Goldblum horror flick. Of course, Hutton truckers like playing with each other. A lot. So we're desperately unhappy about this and in protest decided to just go and form wings to do stuff. Trucking stuff. Nurse Wyeth has kindly sent us an update on the situation regarding the health of Major General Noctivagus. We understand that after a total noctivagotomy and the replacement of just short of 100% of his body parts with reconditioned skimmer components, he's feeling a lot better. They're ironing out his newfound tendency to jump 30 feet in the air when approached and shoot laser beams from his eyes, as well as a penchant for running into parked ships and demanding that the authorities do something violent to them. Investigations are continuing into what caused his mysterious rigour, and the finger is being firmly pointed at his cockpit companion, Polly. He maintains that he is not allergic to her fragrance, and no, nailing her to her seat so that she didn't fall over was in no way harming her. She di he did mention something about pining for the fjords, though. We're a little concerned for his sanity, though after what happened to poor Rascon, Noctavagus's immediate predecessor, we're not in the least surprised. We're hoping that someone's warned Alien. Disaster struck Hutton Orbital today as a massive weather bomb hit the station, with coincidental solar flares from both Alpha and Proxima Centauri striking the station at precisely the same time. Two commanders out on spacewalks to try and unclog the outlet from Cubicle 3 reported seeing strange lights in the sky. Alvin's handler Snoz had a shed from the residential unit next to his offices flatten his geraniums, and the invasion plans for Sol on April the 1st were mysteriously deleted from the Hutton servers, only to be recovered from the Blacklist archives by Commander Void's son shortly after. Oh, and all of the Centauri Megajin turned green. Scans on patrons of Hutton's bar have indicated that this same reaction has happened internally, and all commanders who have been sampling the gin should please contact the station's bomb disposal team at their earliest convenience. In the meantime, they are advised to keep their legs well crossed and not pay any attention to dripping taps, ornamental fountains, or the sound of Cubicle 3 flushing. As usual, the utterly overdramatic and apocalyptic Hutton Express News is reporting things way out of context, and no, it isn't a signal that the star is about to go supernova. 
nor that the shielding on the station has failed and everyone has been exposed to a lethal dose of radiation that leaves them glowing in the dark and suffering extreme hair loss. I can reassure you that those are entirely normal states of affair here at Hutton, and commanders are reminded that the Galnet News Digest, he reads it so you don't have to bother, is your number one source for scurrilous rumour, finely crafted opinion, and galactic gossip, with a side order of what the blazes is going on. And finally tonight, two of the galaxy's most well-known broadcasters, one of them, the author of our very own For the Mug theme tune, are reported as having been caught in an almighty blast. Scientists have determined that the previously undiscovered element with the atomic number of 168 may have been the cause. A member of the same group as phosphorus, arsenic and antimony, Rumours are that they were both experimenting with bismuth, known as a component in the manufacture of diarrhoea remedies and the application of directed frameshift energies, when this new element caused something strange to happen. Nearby pilots have stated that they saw, they saw an explosion that looked like some kind of crazy special effect and heard a pure tone not unlike the strumming of a well-tuned guitar before their view screens turned an unpleasant shade of beigey brown and a slightly sulphurous smell penetrated the air. Commanders have been dispatched to the site of this blast to see whether the two commanders, Hugh Mann and the ever-popular DJ Truthsayer, have survived. We should know within days. That was a rather more polished Hutton Orbital News. Brought to you by the Galnet News Digest. Coming up next, we have the usual chatter, Hot Pit Bit, which may or may not be in the hands of an alien, a little bit of Flossie's diddly doodah, our hollow hober, and of course... Me! We'll be back after a little bit of royal blood. And no, we don't mean that there's been another assassination in the Empire, I wish... Hutton Orbital Radio, where all the sexy people go, and anacondas sell for 100 credits. And we're back in the studio. That's the one to get the uh, the blood pumping there. Um, For those that recognise the tune but don't know where from, um, that is by Royal Blood, and that was from the trailer for Elite Dangerous in the cinemas, I think. Apparently so. (laughs) I I understand you were dragged to go and see it by uh, relatives. Yeah, my, by my daughter, yes, indeed. Um, who doesn't really understand what all the all the fuss is with Elite Dangerous, but um, tolerates me. Uh, that sounds like my wife, actually. Uh, tolerating <laughs> me, not, not you, that is. Unless she might tolerate you, too. Yeah. Anyway, so what have you been up to this week? Have you been, have you been uh, flying your ship about the place? Or are you uh, peacefully enjoying the scenery or exploration? Or what have you been up to? I have been doing some exploration. Um, I've been travelling on the Silly Ships Expedition, which is a kind of slightly random thing. You know, you know these wonderful jumps that you get where, um, you know, like on distant worlds, you get sort of 100 ships all doing a hyperspace jump all in the same direction at the same time. It looks absolutely gorgeous. Well, in the Silly Ships expedition, we didn't actually get told, told which system to jump to next. So we all kind of jumped in random order. So it was kind of like it was, it was like a dandelion clock exploding. Um, which is oh, rather a bit lovely. like one of our convoys then, yeah? <laughs> 
just that organised, yes, absolutely. So, so, so that was kind of good. And I, I took some video of that, which I've uh, I've been putting up on my little YouTube thing, and hopefully I'll do, I'll get the the rest of that together, and we'll we'll make that into a into a little sort of package of video, which will become nice. Uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to share it from the Galnet newsroom over to the the Hutton Orbital uh, Hutton Orbital page as well, oh, so the guys can bask in your silliness. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. And for anybody listening that's wondering why. Um, Commander Psycho Cow sounds a little bit strange today. Uh, he's had to uh, dash off and do oh, parental things or clean cubicle three or something. So um, he is hopping into the production suite, but not able to join us. And we are, in fact, joined by Commander Wotherspoon. Hello. That's a bit yes. late, that introduction. I'm sure you recognize <laughs> Commander Wotherspoon's voice. Indeed. So, um, yeah, this this week, actually, I've not been uh, hopping in and flying my ship as much as I should do. I've been, I've been dealing with the... Some of the politics with Noctivegas and the uh, the EDF, who are getting quite grumpy that they can't easily manipulate our systems, and uh, we did a big galactic facepalm at them. Um, the, the, the deal was, obviously, we were in that war, and we didn't really sort of want Lumen much, and they said, no, it's okay, we've got this, we'll kick you out. And then we jumped by 6%. Right. Which means we're, yeah, and they were trying to do that to get us into retreat, to stop us going into war there so they could attack Kappa, but now they can't attack Kappa because Lumen got in the way. That sounds like a broken record, Lumen getting in the way. Um, so mm. they're a bit upset that they can't do anything to Kappa because Lumen got in the way. Right. So what are we doing this? Well, I suppose we'll be finding that out a bit later, won't we? They're finding quite how hard it is to manage Hutton systems, even if you're trying to kick our backsides. We find it hard as well, so there we go. That's only after the performance enhancers. But anyway, right. moving on, moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we, we were doing that one, and of course they, they also don't like us being in PSPF, which unfortunately has jumped to 78%. We're going to find out in the hot pit bit, um, which means um, expansion-y kind of things might well be happening sometime soon from a system that the EDF didn't want us to expand from. Whoops. Which means I'm going to have to break out the Ferrero Rocher again. <laughs> go, and, go and make friends. Well, we, we're doing our best to make friends with them. Uh, no news yet on the convoy. We're still waiting on news about when the beat is going live uh, before we decide when the convoy is going to happen because we don't want to clash with beta landing and we don't want to clash with it going live because we'll lose people that weekend. So it's still there. We've still got Aliens route saved. Um, but we're waiting on finding out about the beta first. So how will that work? Will the convoy be somewhere in the middle of the beta, or will it be after the beta ends? Uh, no, it's going to be in the middle of the beta. Okay. So um, it, it's in a lull in the middle bit while you know um, Frontier are fixing things. Okay. So we're all going to get our, our fix of the hollow me's and hollow u's out of the way, and okay. then our, our um, you know testing for about a week or so, and then we're going to hopefully go into uh, convoy season in the live game, not in the beta game, but in the live game. And then we've been talking to the wonderful Dale over at Frontier about organising the beta bash at the end of beta, mm-hmm. um, which Dale and the Frontier team are sort of on board with and helping. And yeah, and then once it goes live, we all um, wait for the stream of salty tears. There won't be any tears from Hutton Truckers, surely. No, no, no. But, I mean, we were all hoping, being a Thursday, that Beta was going to go live. Mm. I mean, you are, you are a, a Beta tester as well, I'm not. Aren't you? I'm not. I, I, I've deliberately avoided being in Beta because my commander is my commander and everything I do, I'm accountable for. I don't actually want to be in a Beta. Um, 
where I don't have any responsibility. I, I, I want my commander to be the person I look after and make sure that he gets kind of all the right treatment all the way through and you know, I love, are, you, are you are you sort of closing? Are you closing your eyes and your ears and, and not paying attention, or are you um, um, happily watching from the sidelines? It's 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 a bit tricky because you don't want everything spoilt, but at the same time, there's so much that you just couldn't find out by yourself in the in the live game. So you do need to watch the um, the the developers' live streams and see some of the things like like engineers in one of the previous releases i needed to know how all that engineering stuff worked because i was still out sort of on distant worlds like so six weeks away from home still um so knowing in advance how engineering would work when i got home was quite handy yeah i suppose this one is um less I don't know it's not it's not less than engineers or we don't want to turn this into a lay radio episode but it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's more about hey come join in and shoot two of you to hop into my anaconda and and wield the turrets of doom I absolutely love that turret view that external turret view I I, I think that's one of one of the most gorgeous things we've had in the in the game so far I know that there's a lot of people excited about that camera too, but um, yeah. anyway, um, a few notes from Hutton Orbital about um, beta testing and, and how we do it here at Hutton. I know many of the people listening are regulars on this one. The first mm -hmm. one is that um, beta's full of bugs. That's the whole point. So we try and find the bugs and slay the bugs and give feedback as best we can. Um, yeah, so that it gets better by the time it goes live. So that that's... Uh, that's our start point, is we're trying to help fix and slay the bugs. From that point, what we don't do is then start moaning around, oh, what is this thing that I always wanted isn't in beta? Well, no, the only things that are going to be in beta are the stuff in the patch notes, which are usually, what, about the length of War and Peace? Um, and contain all sorts of little nuggets of mysterious things added, which is great for Galnet. Yes, very useful. Of course, what those mysterious things are, we will have to find out. Usually it involves decoding something and travelling somewhere and carrying yes. the right thing. You're not wrong there. <laughs> um, anyway, so moving on from there, um, Beta also is not connected. It's a simulator. It's not, a bit like with you and your, your commander that you take awful good care of, it's not connected to the real thing at all. It's a simulation, which means you can do anything you like in Beta and it doesn't matter. Because at the end of beta, it all goes away, and you never have to see it ever, ever again. Uh, on that note, please back up your control bindings. I know they should copy over, but um, sometimes they don't. So back up your control bindings. There are instructions on the Hutton page coming soon, brackets trademark, as to how to back up your control bindings. Um, it is an opportunity also to test out things that you wouldn't normally do. So if you don't like playing in open in the main game, play in open and see what the big bad scary world of blowing people up is all about because once again it doesn't matter you you don't lose any credits you don't gain any reputation you just have fun so if you've always wanted to dip your toe into things like pvp um find a couple of hutton commanders and offer to bash each other over the head with big sticks because it's good fun and that's what the beta bash is all about um, the other thing is we try and avoid putting too much information about beta up on the main Hutton Facebook page. What we do is we create a, an event once it goes live, which is looking like Monday at the moment, and all the stuff about beta and testing goes in the event page so that those people who want to keep their eyes shut and their ears plugged um, don't have to see endless spam of your own hollow me pictures. Lovely. <clears throat> now, on that note... 
You're, you're slightly up to speed about the competition that we're launching uh, with with the Elite Meat Invasion of Seoul. The Hollow Me, Hollow You. Aha. 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 Uh, are you au fait enough with it to, to give a little rundown of yeah how, how that's going to be working? Well, my understanding is that you take a picture of yourself and then in beta you create your commander in the likeness of yourself and then you take a screenshot and you send them both in and on the day at Elite Meet on the 1st of April we will have a judging by all the people who are there and somebody is going to win a fabulous prize. Um, fabulous prizes at the moment include goodies from Special Effect, uh, goodies from Frontier, um, which may or may not also include things like flight suits, so that's not confirmed. It does definitely contain a David Braben bobblehead, which has been promised already. Ooh. It doesn't include a hut and trucker decal, unfortunately, Ooh. for your ship. Or decal decal? How do you say it? Decal? decal anyway uh, yeah sticker for your spaceship um it contains a couple of goodies from hcs voice packs uh, to do with echoes from the hold um mm. and it may contain something special to do with a printed picture and signatures and other stuff which we're waiting on confirmation so it's going to be quite a big prize and it's open to everybody not just people who are coming to the events. The idea is commanders from all over the world send stuff in and the elite meet masses uh, judge them on their accuracy or sheer humour. So if you're attending elite meet, you need to send in your entry in advance and you'll be judged along with everybody else. Is that right? Oh, we will judge you. Oh, <laughs> oh boy, will we judge you. Yes. I mean, not least of which for coming to Bristol and joining in, but yes, for your hollow me as well. Yes. Uh, this isn't a one run by um, Frontier. This is completely fan-created or community-created competition. So whilst they're chucking in a prize, it's um, all down to us. So um, Alvin's decision is final. Hurrah! But details will be coming once the Peter Forum goes live, which will be on Monday at some point, including how to enter. Um, recommendations, because you only get one entry per person. You don't do it on the first day. You practice a bit first. That sounds very wise. Otherwise, you'll end up looking like Dobby the House Elf, and we'll all chuckle at you at Elite Meet. <laughs> Unless you're yeah, Vladimir Putin, yeah. in which case, Vladimir, if you're listening, yes, you do look like Dobby the House Elf. He does, doesn't he? Am I right in saying, by the way, that uh, Edward Lewis will be present at Elite Meet? Uh, Edward Lewis is definitely going to be there. Um, we're waiting on confirmation from Don Antonacci. Uh, he messaged me earlier today. He said he's really, really hoping to be there. We don't know about the rest of the team. We've got confirmation from Special Effect today that the glorious Nomi, who's one of their new occupational therapists they have there, mm -hmm. who Hobra and I met at their Christmas do, is going to be making an appearance in person. They were all busy that weekend, but they've shuffled their diaries around just so Nomi can make it from Special Effect down to the event. So we've got an official rep from Special Effect coming along as well. And I think we get to try out some of the Special Effect kit, is that right? We're hoping so, yes. So we're okay. hoping for the very least an eye gaze. So you can play Minecraft using nothing more than your eyes and a bit of blinking luck. <laughs> that sounds fascinating. Love we've got all sorts that. of goodies. Now, I've been told by the tech monkey that I'm not allowed to call it an Oculus rift or a cv1 it's an oculus touch coming along which apparently is a whole different experience so we're going to have an oculus touch there so that's an oculus together with the hand controllers yeah so you can see your own hands in okay. space in front of you as well 
So, uh, and there are some fun games. We've also got the HTC Vive coming along. I'm hoping to have the new um, Z Z mouse, or Z mouse, uh, which is the one you can lift off the desk and fly around, and it's got gyroscopes in it and okay. uh, twin lasers, so you can yaw using the mouse and all sorts. So, I'm hoping to have that as a demo. We've got a load of Xbox commanders coming from the Pixel Bandits, who are going to be running a CQC tournament. Um, we've got a game of Zombicide. We've got Carcassonne, we've got Cards Against Humanity, some werewolves, uh, Tack, <laughs> which is based on Pat Rothfuss's uh, wonderful book, um, The Name of the Wind, and um, yeah, the other one, can't remember off the top of my head, uh, The Wise Man's Fear, that's it. And yeah. It's a game that was based in there that was kickstarted recently, so we've got a few Kickstarter specials coming along as well. Oh, that's good. And the Pixel Bandits are going to be recording one of their podcasts, aren't they? Um, yes, yeah, I'm, I've not, I, I'm going to admit, I've not listened to one of their podcasts, oh, but they've okay. asked for a slot at some point during the day to record one of their own community podcasts, which is a, a, a more down the kind of live radio, discuss things about mm. Frontier and Elite, but from an Xbox point of view. Um, but it, it's quite good fun. Okay. They, they make they make all of us old giffers look really old, because they're a bunch of Xbox youngsters. It's Are not they? true, but I'm saying it anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. They've got more hair than us. Mm -hmm. And we will be doing this very show. Oh, yes, yeah, we're going to be doing a broadcast of Hutton Orbit Live, and we've got a guest star at some point during the evening. I think you know who it is. Um, tell me. Well, it'd be you. <gasps> me? Absolutely. Doing a Galnet News Digest with up to the second, well, maybe up to the day before, news from uh, Galnet, too. I shall be locked away in little room, scribbling hard, just before. And, and that's just how we write the news. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's what's been, been going on in our universe. Um, before we move on to the next bit, I think we've got some hot pit bit coming up, and I mm. think we've got Commander Alien. Okay, so, sorry, just, just, just before we go there. Um, uh, when running beta, something I've written down that, that I forgot to mention during beta earlier, if you have think something like eddi then it's quite important that you don't use that during beta because your your star maps will all get messed up when you when they get ported across to edsm oh yeah and the edmc and yes the hutton trucker tracker too yes um because uh, alvin logs what we're doing and if we're in a simulator doing stuff we're all going to end up on the naughty list whoops um but we've also there are changes coming to the journal Two, which are all a bit techy, but they mean that Alvin gets more data on what we're doing, and the beta might break the trucker tracker until Mike's had a go with it. Unbroken it, yes. Uh, it's all more data, but the um, oh, he was trying to tell me about how it comes across, and it's complicated. Mm. But it's probably going to break things, and Intarius Fusion will end up making jumps to Hutton Orbital in 30 seconds or something. That sounds most unlikely. Or a fake. Couldn't possibly comment. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was meaning to ask, because the one thing I've not... I really should have a go before Beta uh, lands and then goes live into the real thing. I've not yet been hyperdicted by these scary alien things. Is I, this an experience you've had? I tried. I went there and I sort of jumped around a lot and didn't get hyperdicted. And I think you're absolutely right that... If you want to have a nice, peaceful hyperdiction, now's the time to do it. Because who knows, when 2.3 lands, what's going to happen with those little jellyfish ships 
Perhaps well, you might. know, winter winter was coming. Winter's got to arrive at some point. There's a big new update coming out. There's got to be something mm. new in there. Yeah. Hasn't there? Well, well, yes. <laughs> it's happened in all all the releases so far. So I think I think something pretty major is going to be there. The question is how well they managed to hide it because they certainly hid these um, alien high predictions for quite a while, didn't they? Yeah, and and obviously we've got the the Galnet News Digest coming up in a in a bit later, maybe yes, um, where you might talk about um, Ramtar and these um, Grenouillades or whatever they are. Oh yes, yes, indeed. Um, has anybody got all hundred yet? Do we know? Oh yes, um, yes. All, all all of the um, data has been collected. It may have been collected at least partly through various data leaks and and various slightly unofficial means, but it it was that that then unlocked the uh, obelisk uh, visibility, which meant that you can actually see alien ruins from quite a long way away now. So you just need to go to within a, a thousand light seconds of a planet and you can tell straight away if there's any alien ruins to find. So th- this is a bit like um, Tony and the time team using a, a, a you know one of these quadcopters to go up and aerial yeah. survey. <laughs> yeah. Or geophys, yeah, that sort of thing. Absolutely. I, I, I understand she's the one that doesn't wear a bra. Oh. Sorry, that was that was. <laughs> right, anyway, um, that, that was a bit that was a bit rude of me. Um, right, well, moving along then. Before we go down to and topically, uh, before we go down to the hot pit bit with Commander Alien, um, we've got an appropriate tune just in case these aliens are tuning in. So um, I'm going to wave through the window at our producer if he's there. Is he there? Has he gone for a slip? Oh. Fag break or? Oh no, he's back. I'm, I'm, I'm giving thumbs up. So yes, um, just in case they're looking at us from far away with alien-looking eyes, this tune's for you, dear aliens. No one would have believed in the last years of the 19th century that human affairs were being watched from the timeless worlds of space. No one could have dreamed we were being scrutinized as someone with a microscope studies creatures that swarm and multiply in a drop of water. Few men even considered the possibility of life on other planets. And yet, across the gulf of space, minds immeasurably superior to ours regarded this Earth with envious eyes. And slowly and surely, they drew their plans against us.
night, on the 12th of August, a huge mass of luminous gas erupted from Mars and sped towards Earth. Across 200 million miles of void, invisibly hurtling towards us, came the first of the missiles that were to bring so much calamity to Earth. As I watched, there was another jet of gas. It was another missile, starting on its way. Aliens coming from Mars. Well, they're not coming from Mars, are they? They're coming from somewhere in the Pleiades, maybe, possibly, um, sometime soon. And we welcome into the studio Commander Alien. Good evening, Commander Alien. Hello. You are covering everything at the moment for us, I understand. Yeah, I'm a backup for everyone. So, Commander Noctivagus, while he's recovering, is getting his stats from the alien, um, as is the Discord channel and the Facebook page, hopefully, um, which we're going to go through in a minute. And um, you're also covering for the hot pit bit on the radio show, because, yet again, um, we seem to have lost the entire hot pit team. So, um, both uh, Spike and uh, Russell are missing in action. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Are you enjoying it? Uh, I like being involved, so yes, I, I am enjoying it. Well, you always said you wanted to get more involved. So I a, anyway, I, I, I'm going to hand over to you. But before we hand over to you, um, we had a quick urgent message from Commander Flossie to say that it's Wrongway's 60th birthday tomorrow. So a big happy birthday for tomorrow to Commander Wrongway. Well, go say happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I pass it on to him. <laughs> well, we'll do we'll do that again with the with the green room after we we complete the broadcast. But anyway, I'm going to hand over to Commander Alien. So, Alien, it's over to you. And if we're ready for it, cue the music. At sixteen down two at six is Epsilon Iradni. At 15 down 6, at 6 is Sirius. At 14 down 5, at 7, Wolf124. At 13 down 3, at 7, Luman16. At 12 down 3, at 12 down 3, at 15, Epsilon Indy. At 11 down 7, at 52, LHS340. At 10 up 8, at 52, Trepid. At 9, up 4 at 54, Kappa 1 Seti. At 8, down 12, at 54, Van Manen Star. At 7, down 5, at 55, Wise 08550714. At 6, up 9, at 59, Wolf 25. At 5, holding at 62, Wolf 359. At 4, up 8, at 68, at home in Alpha Centauri. At 3, down 4, at 68, George Pantazit. Pant, pant, how do you say this? Pantazit. And at 2, up 28, at 69, LP245-10. And finally, at number 1, up 12, at 78, PSPF-LF2. 
and that's your top 16 state uh, systems. Hang on a second. So, Kappa 1 SETI that we're ignoring because it's right on the boundary of EDF space. Yeah. Have you got that number there again? What, what does it say? I can uh, hear you leafing through the paper. Yeah, it's 53.6%, or if you round it up, it's 54 Right, and PSPF LAF2 that they kicked the backside of, and we got down to real low percentages, is currently the highest system? Yep, at 78. And we did nothing in either system. We were not broadcasting anything anywhere about doing work in those two systems. I know! Well, oh, God. I mean, this is... It's so hard to control. So, come on, then. Give, give us a lowdown on the states. What, what what state are we in? I mean, I know we mentioned it in the news briefly, but give, give us the give us the skinny on the states. Well, well, despite what's happening in PSPF and Kappa, we're actually in retreat. And, From and, where? And, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, Lumen you, 16, you, I, I think. You, you, yeah, you normally tell me this stuff. I think um, it's Lumen 16 because we lost the war there. Yeah. But we're not going to retreat, are we? No, we've got um, pending. We've got uh, boom, expansion, and an outbreak. Well, outbreak makes us rich. Boom makes us rich. And expansion means we get more stuff. Yay! <laughs> so it's that another system to try and caretake. Um, I, we, we have a message from um, Commander Noctovegas that we suspect it might be Kokari as the next system. I have no idea what Kokari is like. We'll have to look it up on EDDB at some point and work out whether it's worth having or we just ignore it, same as we do with Epsilon Eridani. But I think Kokari is likely to be the next one. If you say so. I'm still learning all this. It's like I've been chucked in the deep end and I'm swimming. Yeah, see, what happens every single day is I get loads and loads of messages from loads and loads of people telling me stuff, and I try and commit it all to memory, and then I go, uh, on the radio station a lot. <laughs> you, you mean like I'm doing right now? So so what, what do we need commanders to do in our systems, given that we're in pending expansion and currently retreat in a system we're ignoring? Well, the info I've got in front of me says if you like bounty hunting, uh, do it in WISE and PSPF, but no kill warrant scanning. Uh, if you like missions, you can do that in all systems. Um, exploration can be cached in any of our stations, but we'd particularly like it at Calm Holdings in LHS 340 or Schneider Relay in Epsilon Indy. So that's the one we're sort of sort of aiming for taking over next is Epsilon Indy. I think we're in second place. Did you say about 17% there, did I hear, a second ago? Uh, Epsilon Indy's on 14.7. So 14.7, right. I think that puts us in second place, even though it's a low number. So, yeah, Epsilon Indy, I think, is our next try and take it over target but it's got a massive population i mean all our efforts are amounting to about one percent a day so it could take a while it's a bit of a bit of a george's pants that place yeah right okay so uh, and missions particularly which are our low system you see lhs 340 is feeling a bit poorly and i think trepin's a little bit poorly at the moment as well which are in yeah. the, the 50 some for trepin go off dear you're texting my 50. memory 
Yeah, so LHS340 and Trepin are probably the best places for um, missions at the moment if you're feeling bored. And of course, yeah. trade is always welcome. Between our systems, what we're trying to do is buy stuff that's heavily supplied and satisfy the getting rid of it and sell stuff to it that satisfies the demand, which uh, we had a little agricultural run going between uh, Wolf25 and I think LP245 earlier in the week to help break the bust. Right, if you say so. Yeah, it wasn't very it wasn't very money making. It was about six hundred per ton each way. But anyway, that's I'm reading Discord rapidly as we talk here. But anyway, well, thank you very much indeed. Um, so hopefully, retreat will either stop or do something in the next three ish days, and then we're gonna get the next one of these, which may well be boom, when we all get rich and everything's doubled from positive influence. And then we get outbreak and we all get sick and get really rich bringing medicines. And then we have an expansion which will break everything and jump to Kokari, maybe. Uh, Not necessarily yeah. in that order, yeah. Not okay. necessarily in that order, yeah. And in the meantime, everybody's going to clear off and play beta. So uh, thank you very much, Alien, for joining us for the hot bit bit. Uh, we are going to try and find um, Spike and Evenstar. But, you know, if we need you next week, are you about? Uh, possibly, yeah. I, I should be about, yeah. Well, I mean, we will try and find them, even if it's on the telephone. Anyway, so uh, before we move on to Flossie and her diddly doodah and the updates on how we're doing on Colonia, that kind of thing, uh, we've got a tune dedicated to PWP gameplay, um, but it's by The Boondocks. So, um, radio producer, please play The Boondocks. <laughs> Every wall, the weeds 
Sutton Orbital Radio, making your journey feel somehow longer. with the uh, community goals update. Last week's CGs was um, the upheaval in Sutec for federal pilots. Uh, that one completed on Sunday afternoon um, with the top 10 commanders getting nearly 30 million. Uh, the upheaval in Sutec Imperial pilots, the salvage, never even reached tier one. Uh, I don't know whether that was just because the tiers hadn't been set right or what, but um, despite 29,892 tonnes being collected by 1,582 contributors, it didn't get anywhere near the first tier. So that one just ended today where it was. Anyway, for this week, the new CGs are the Rahu Rescue Operation, which is salvage, and the Rahu Combat Operation, which is bounty hunting, to deliver occupied escape pods and or bounty vouchers to the Ashari Diddly-Doodah station in the Rahu system. As Alliance spokesman has announced that a naval convoy has been attacked in the Rahu system, the spokesperson also confirms that criminals have begun targeting the convoy with the intention of taking escape pods from the wreckage. They went on to say, these criminals have just one aim, to abduct Alliance personnel and sell them into illegal slavery. We cannot allow these vile opportunities opportunists to take our comrades captive. We are therefore asking pilots to recover escape pods from the wreckage and deliver them to Akaria system in Rahu. They have also placed a kill order on all wanted ships operating in the system to support those attempting to rescue escape pods from the wreckage and ask that bounty vouchers are also delivered to Akaria station. Um, and the final one is the continuation of the Colonia Migration Appeal for the fourth week, which so far there's 35,061 tonnes of the Galactic uh, Guide collected by 199 contributors. And that is the CG News. So, how are we doing on our own Colonia efforts? Have you made your second run yet? Are you still on your first? How's Runway? How are we doing? We are both still on our first. <laughs> I don't think we'll get more than one in. Um, I think we've reached about 6,000 light years so far. So, <laughs> not done brilliantly well so far. So, we'll have to really get going, I think, over the next week. Now, we've got another, what, three weeks to go, two weeks to go before the first uh, tot-up happens? Uh, one week. It's next, oh, my next, goodness. Uh, next not, Thursday. I'm not paying <laughs> enough attention. Well, you've got to get there by next Thursday. 
Yes. <laughs> so, uh, other than that, yeah, so the CGs are sort of ticking along, nothing nothing fancy, nothing special, nothing monumental going on. No, not really. I think uh, um, a lot of concentration is going on the beta next week, so they're not, not expecting an awful lot of people to be doing the CGs, I think. Well, that's that's fairly normal. There's always a little bit of a lull just before the next update comes out because yeah, betas should be well four weeks, judging by previous ones. We've got four weeks of sort of quiet time on the CGs. Yeah. Um, lots of Colonia and a few uh, community submitted ones. I think that's that's about the size of it. Um, so, how many contributors were at the last uh, combat one? Did you do you get a number on that or not? Uh, on the combat one. Um... Are we up at the heady heights of the three and a half thousand of a busy one, or is it really tailed off? It was um, quite a busy one, as far as I remember. I'll just check in my screenshots just a sec. Because um. I, I think the sort of the yardstick for them is about about three and a half thousand for a successful combat one, up to really really lucrative ones have been about six thousand at, at peak. I think there'll be one or two higher than that, but that, that's the usual bracket. I think we had about 3,200 on the Hutton Trucking CG, but about three and a half is about right these days. Yeah, um, just trying to find it, just a sec. That's all right. We spilled all the papers we, on the floor earlier. Yeah, we didn't finish in last week. Um, I haven't really taken much notice of it. So oh, no, no, no worries, no worries if you haven't got it. But that's yeah, that's uh, off well, it bit. was up to 8,264 oh, wow. just before it ended. Okay, so there's still very busy CGs out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, there are. The, the bounty hunting ones always are more popular. I suppose it's easier than, than trucking like Hutton truckers do. For some people it might be. <laughs> But anyway, 39 billion credits earned anyway. How many? 39 billion. Like, how, how many zeros on that? <laughs> uh, nine. <laughs> That's an awful lot of money. Um, okay, so before we, well, we're gonna we're gonna move along, um, and after the next tune, we have got more Wotherspoon. So, are you ready for this, Commander Wotherspoon? Oh, very much so. I, this is the bit I look forward to. Yeah, obviously, utterly live and definitely not pre-recorded at all by Commander Wotherspoon. No. But in the meantime, uh, we just chuck this one in up just because just we could. So, um, for those who are, are fans of um, 70s prog rock, we've got a little bit of Edgar Allan Poe. Galnet News Digest, 23rd of February, 3303. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news. More ruins found. Earth-like planets found. But in which system? Capital ship docking platforms violated. Beige planets explained. More Alliance rescue pods. The Galnet News Press Complaints Commission. More ruins found. 
Since Rantar's resonant obelisk detector came online last week, the rate of discovery of ancient ruins has stepped up dramatically. The number of ruins found has more than doubled to 30. While there are still three basic types of ruin, a number of variants have been noted amongst the 60 ruins discovered so far, particularly regarding the layout of obelisks around the earthworks at each site. There are three or four different variants of each of the Alpha, Beta and Gamma layouts throughout the 90 ruins now discovered. And while all the information about the Guardians has been collected, it's not completely clear how some of that data was discovered. Let's hope we can find the answers somewhere amongst the 120 ruins discovered as of now. Earth-like planets found, but in which system? The galaxy has been excited by the discovery of three new Earth-like worlds in the TRAPPIST-1 system. The galaxy has also been baffled by the question, just where is the TRAPPIST-1 system? The answer lies in an ancient survey of the galaxy, undertaken from Earth, well before the development of faster-than-light travel. The 2-micron All-Sky Survey, or 2MASS, recorded vast numbers of stellar objects, all of which were allocated snappy titles such as 2MASS J23062928-0001 Many of the stars discovered by this survey were very small, no larger than Jupiter in the Sol system, and are not currently enabled for hyperdrive travel. Let us hope that version 2.3 of the hyperdrive transport system is able to correct this mistake. Capital ship docking platforms violated. There have been reports that capital ship docking platforms are being targeted by irresponsible racers. The Buckyball Racing Club is apparently using the docks as gates in one of their infantile competitive events, the so-called Tunnel Vision Race, which encourages their commanders to fly large ships through narrow gateways and tunnels in military and scientific installations, creating significant safety hazards for those working at the sites. Disruption is expected to last for two weeks. Beige Planets Explained. The mystery of the plague of high metal content planets that turned beige has been explained. Astrophysicist and friend of Cthulhu, Michael Brooks, explained that the coloration was due to vast amounts of Earth from the planet Earth being dumped on pretty much any planet that looked vaguely terraformable by over-eager colonists. The minerals on extraterrestrial planets don't necessarily look the same as they do on Earth, and Commander Brooks said that he expected the colour of the planets would eventually reacquire the diversity of appearance they previously had, while reflecting accurately their chemical composition. More Alliance Rescue Pods The Alliance has been careless yet again. Yet more escape pods have been set adrift after one of their convoys was attacked, this time in the Rahu system. The Alliance is concerned that their drifting colleagues might be sold into slavery and have appealed for help collecting the escape pods while simultaneously fighting off the pirates. 
One such incident is a misfortune. Twice begins to seem like carelessness. The Galnet News Press Complaints Commission. The Galnet News Digest aims to present the facts about the stories which affect the galaxy in a fair and unbiased way. If you hear anything that causes you concern, we want to hear from you. Write to I'm a bit concerned, care of Alvin's Waste Paper Basket, Hutton Orbital, Eden, Proxima Centauri, near Alpha Centauri, the Galaxy, Space, including a stamped addressed envelope and 100 credits processing fee. Your opinions matter a little bit. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to. Hutton Orbital Radio. Banging on your eardrums like a horny Rottweiler. So, thank you very much, Commander Wotherspoon, for your uh, epic update on the Galnet. Now, we're moving into the part of the show that everybody waits for, or everybody dreads, or maybe waits for. Um, he needs no introduction, so uh, we're just going to play his intro music. So, here we go. It's Get away, hollow, over. Not an orbital radio, banging on your eardrums like a horny Rottweiler. That was a better hollow hober. At least that was. Yep, you're back. Yeah, yeah. Hello, good evening, and and thank you, Mister Wotherspoon, for keeping my seat kind of warm and slightly moist. It's very comfortable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It didn't used to be. But anyway, yeah. So, hollow hober has some glitches. So, <laughs> hollow hober needs some more work. Yeah, I think we'll we'll try and see if we can get another reboot. Um, I believe we've got Hollow Hober two point one coming out. Uh, or was it two point three in Monday? Hollow Hober two point three. Well, we'll have a different Hollow Hober by next week. I mean, you know, we haven't got the real Hober, but the Hollow Hober's nearly as good. He's got as much gravitas anyway. Yeah, it's less smelly. Um, right, crikey. So, I think we had obviously the big, a huge, massive happy birthday to go out to. Uh, Robbie Wrongway, also known as Fingerin. Oh, Fingerin from the Dockers podcast as well. So, a huge big happy birthday to him. How old is he, Flossie? He's, 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 he's what? 80, 80 what? Okay. <laughs> oh dear. That was that got a giggle, so he's not 80 something. Um, Craig, he can't be much older than that. 64. He's <laughs> 64, right. So we have a little tune dedicated to him to play while we all run up to the green room 
for our last little bit of a chat. Um, so yeah, join us in a couple. Well, of then we're going to run down afterwards because we, we do have we do have something for the end of the show. Yes, we will run up there for a quick hello to everyone that's turned up in our green room um, to the tune or requested by Robbie, and then we'll be back for a slightly more somber announcement as well. So don't touch that dial. We'll be a while. Oh, I can do taglines too with a spoon. Maybe not as good as yours, but you know, it's. <laughs> It's hard to sort of beat, you know, we read the news so you don't have to. I'm, I'm just a bit freaked out by you sitting on his knee while you're reading reading stuff out. <laughs> right, here we go! Here we go! No, we don't go. Why is that not doing anything? Do you know these technical... These, these technical snafus are, are frustrating. Um, what on earth? It's, it's there. It's... It's showing itself. Oh, I know what's happened here. <sighs> you, you bossed it, lad. You turned back up at the radio station and you caused chaos. It is always chaos, yeah. Um, let me just... You're going to have to sing it. Well, I could do that, but then we can't. I can't really run while singing at the same time. Um, I think it's going to be in here. Bear with me for two... Where did it go? There's there. Yeah. Yep, it did what I thought. It decided that because I'd come back and sat down on the seat, that it would divert all my audio a different route than what I want it to go. Okay, so this time, here we go. This one's for you, Robbie Wrongway. Somebody pizza. That's not the link. Oh. Oh, oh no. This is this is horrible. This is really horrible. If I'd be out till quarter to three, would you? There we go. Uh, we have a, a very interesting uh, little uh, version of that song actually going in the studio. There was quite a, quite an interesting lyric. So what we're going to do is we're just going to play the last couple of seconds of that, and uh, <laughs> Simon <laughs> is going to no. regale you with his no. interesting no. version of the lyrics. Let's have a listen. <laughs> I <laughs> Oh, apparently, yeah. Don't touch me. Yeah, it's Don't been deleted. We're we're up in the green room with everyone that turned up to listen to tonight's broadcast. Thank you to everyone. Hey. Here. Shall we do? A, shall we do a quick rundown of them uh, of these 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 reprobates, um, Dave? Oh God, let's let's make wrong way do it. Probably better if you do run this, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Okay. In, 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 in which case, we'll go from the top. Um, good evening, Commander Remclep. Good evening. And good evening, the real Spike. <laughs> Hello. And good evening, Alien. Stop, 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 good evening to stop right there. That's not the real Spike. Well, what it says on my screen, that's the real Spike. Uh, okay, the real Spike. Could you please reveal who you actually are? I'm the real Hello. Spike. Hello, we're all the real Spike. Hello. <laughs> I'm not Spike. Everybody. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go quick there. We've got Remclet, the real Spike, me, Alien, uh, Bentarius, Fusion, Flossy, not Spike, not Spike, uh, the, 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 the graciously broken and slightly late Psycho Cow. We have the Splendor, we have the Commander Ventura, we have, of course, Commander Wotherspoon and his dulcet tones, we have Iceni, Lenin, Titus Balls, the birthday boy himself, Nearly come out the wrong way, and uh, oh, the green room feed, which is the robot in the corner. So, uh, good evening, boys and girls. 
Hello. Hello, bozos. Great, Johnny Five's <laughs> in tonight as well. Hi, Johnny Five. How are you? Ah, psycho cow. He, he needs he needs input. Yes, he <laughs> needs data. Uh, input. <laughs> right, so you're all you're all not trying out the beta now, so you can just just crack on crack on with with stuff. I'm sure. Yeah. With stuff. Eleven thousand light years to Colonia. Well, hey, Grant, actually, next just... next time, don't cut off that great song, man. Which I was one? I was really getting into World it. of the Worlds. He got really well, upset. Worlds, the rest man, of the evening, I was, been I was really enjoying. I, I was hoping one and a half hours of good song. Yeah, we're just getting to that point of the chances of anything coming from Mars that we'd all be singing along. Yeah, but unfortunately, it is a massively long song. Um, <laughs> every, every song you've played since, he's gone. That's not fucking War of the Worlds. <laughs> I don't think that's not Spike either. That is Where? forty-five that is, minutes long, isn't it? That's not no. not Spike. That is actually Spike. No, it's Hollow Spike. <laughs> Which sounds jolly painful in a, in a holographic kind of way. <laughs> right, we were saying you couldn't find Spike earlier on, and so uh, I was just thinking, well, obviously I'm not Spike. I'm the real Spike. <laughs> now you, you've been you've been supplanted by the alien. Yeah, so we have less spikes and more aliens. <laughs> Oh God, this is getting complicated. It is, it is. and actually we have a, a rather uh, sombre message we have to put out at this point. Now, I'm not sure if anyone in the TeamSpeak channel actually knew, but we had, sadly we lost uh, a commander this week, and uh, it's always a sad thing. Well, I've, I've yeah. got a message from uh, a, a good friend of his as well, which I was going to read out. Okay, so we'll jump down, but yeah, it's just um, I know that everyone in here will be more than happy to sort of, or, or more than keen to, to send their condolences out. Um, so I just thought I'd let you know in the chat and then we'll go down and read this message out. Right, so we're down in the quiet room. I will pass over to you then and I will get our dedicated tune uh, ready to go as we play out. I'm going to put it in the words from uh, Marco. He's in his own words. A devastating day today as we lay to rest a fellow elite commander, Commander Elzo. He was the 19-year-old son of a good friend of mine, Tim, who also plays Elite. All I can say is that we need to stay in touch with each other, wing up, and don't be afraid to talk to your fellow commanders if life is dealing you a raw deal. I wish you safe travels in this next big journey you're now on, Commander Elzo, 07. It is. It's a, it's a sort of, yeah, a beautiful message um, that we send our condolences out to your family and anyone that knew, but I know that there are a number of people that are have replied in that thread with uh, comments of the fact that they'd flown in a wing and actually really enjoyed his company. And it's always a sad time when we, we lose a commander and it's a, a time to reflect on our friends and to, again, just, you know, always talk and, and, and stay, stay friendly because you, you never know what the future brings and how long we get in this wonderful world. But it's always important to mark the loss of somebody, especially someone who was, you know, kind enough to give their time and efforts to the Hutton Truckers, and we appreciate everything he did um, and all the people that he played with, and anyone whose game he made that little bit richer. Um, so I think it's fair that we dedicate the end of tonight's show entirely to him and and play this tune out. Um, now I think Dave, did you pick this tune? 
Yeah, I, I picked it for the, the lyrics and the sentiment. I mean, this this wasn't from Marco, and I'm hoping Marco and um, Tim, if they are listening, they, they don't mind, but we, we thought we'd pick something a little bit more sombre for the end of the show. Yeah, we, we really did want to mark the your your loss and, and, and our feelings of, you know, of support for you, and if you need anything, please do get in touch. Uh, but we shall play out with this tune, and... Uh, yeah, it's it's just a really it's just one of those sort of moments where it's it's worth taking the time for just yeah it's just sad sad news. Okay, we'll play out the song. This is for you. 